29-year-old, I guess, quote-unquote rookie, Justin Dowling, scored his first NHL goal playing for the Dallas Stars against the Calgary Flames. Now, what's interesting about this, aside from him being a 29-year-old rookie finally scoring his first goal, is that he did this in his hometown. So he had a huge contingent of people there at the Saddle Dome watching him score against the Flames. The funny thing about it is that his mother, who was in attendance, missed it, and here's why. Dowling here to witness his first ever NHL goal from Cochrane. Great to have the uh, friends and family here, Sherry. Feel bad, you missed the goal, why? Well, uh, you insulted Calgary a couple weeks ago about all their cowboy stuff. That sounds like a pretty Calgary thing to be missing a goal for, getting a drink. Did I? I don't even remember doing that. Yeah, but it sounds uh, like something I would do. I mean, their she... coach is wearing, you said, stupid cowboy Oh, hats. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got priorities. I stand by it. She's got priorities. Yeah. Uh, I have a story that's kind of like this involving less alcohol. And uh, I was I was a little t- like tiny kid, probably like seven, eight years old. My sister, I know that I've said before on this podcast that my sister grew up playing with the boys because there just wasn't girls hockey like it was far enough back in time my mother and i were on the way to watch her play and i think she was maybe like a like a squirt or a peewee and uh we got lost on the way to the rink because this was before (laughs) google maps right Mm -hmm. uh so we got to the game probably 15 minutes later so she had scored the team's first goal then i like dropped my shoe under the bleachers and my my mother (laughs) turned and tried to help me get my shoe back and while she was trying to help me get the shoe back she scored her second goal then like a few minutes later i'm like i really need to go to the bathroom mom she's like really can you wait until like the period's over and i'm like no i gotta go now so she takes me to the bathroom my sister scores a third goal so she gets a (laughs) she gets a hat trick in in one of these games like she you know she didn't score a ton of goals like she was Uh, playing with boys right and so it was it was like one of the best games she ever played scored a hat trick and helped your mom miss two she missed all three all three goals there's some like deep issues coming up in in these podcasts last week how's your sister's psyche now well last last week remember you lied about like (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think my parents have listened to that episode yet because they haven't mentioned to me. They haven't sent you a bill? No, I show, haven't been invoiced. This show is becoming therapy for Darren. Yeah, I'm I know. getting it all off his chest. It always has been. <laughs> Sound of Hockey episode 61. We're calling this one the Mark Stone episode. Ooh, recent family. addition to the... Uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights, of course, and a big signing in the offseason when they brought him back. Uh, I saw kind of a funny tweet of his like progression over the years, and his hair is getting longer and more wild. So it's like it's like him setting in as an insane person because he, he looks yeah, like he, more and more crazy well, as he, he I was ages. Say, he kind of has crazy eyes, especially yeah. when he plays. He has his game face. He's got the crazy eyes working for him. Exactly. Uh, I am Darren Brown. At Darren Fun Brown on the Twitter, joined as always by Andy Ide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? I'm at Andy Ide on the Twitter. And of course, John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, I'm NHL to Seattle on the Twitter. Yes, and we are very happy to be here for episode 61. We do have a new review. It yeah. comes from definitely my friend Jess, who I shouted out last week. Oh, uh, I think she nice. felt the pressure yeah. because I named her on the podcast. This, yeah. is, this is we should start just naming people we know. Yeah, and they'll leave reviews. Well, when when I saw her uh, a week or two back, she was like, "Oh my god, I'm still listening to the podcast. I've never reviewed you though." And I was oh. like, "What? Ooh, shame. Yeah. That's unacceptable." I think I have a lot of friends that don't. Uh, what's up with that? Mm, you should start naming them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a shameless. <laughs> so so Jess Caps says, uh, first time, long time. 
Just like Darren can be bullied by listeners, we listeners can be bullied by <laughs> podcast hosts to write reviews. And maybe with less capitals, hate this review would have hate. come earlier. Mm. In all, <laughs> hate's a strong word. In all seriousness, you guys are great. I love the depth and breadth of all levels of hockey. I can't believe you made it through a cherry segment without ripping on his jackets. Your podcast makes my Thursday commute in D.C. traffic marginally better. Huh, Keep marginally, up the good work. Yeah. Or just marginally better. That's <laughs> yeah, not, good. Not, not, better. not great. Not great. No. <laughs> not that much better, but marginally better. Yeah, which, yeah, I like uh, that. You know, glad we can help not, at least not a sure little that bit. We hated on the Capitals. Well, let's not let's not even go. We there, haven't pumped their tires, but haven't been. I'm kind. excited about the Capitals. They're they're they're, they're now that Jess is season. behind us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> go caps. Exactly. We're super pro Caps now. We're a pro Caps podcast uh, as of pro right caps. now. Yeah. Hashtag all caps. Ooh. Hashtag rock the red. We're getting out of control now. We're going to start the show with a WHL update from our WHL correspondent, Andy Eide. Let's kick it over to Andy Eide. Hello, Andy. How's it going? Uh, <laughs> I'm Andy Eide. I'm Andy Eide. At, oh, wait. At Andy Eide. <laughs> I always feel like i got to do that again. Every time I say something in this episode, I'm going to give you my Twitter handle, too. Yeah. What's the, what's the latest? I know uh, I know you were doing some color commentary for I Joe did, TV yeah. this Joe past TV weekend. Joe TV in CW in Portland. 4 or 5 4 Seattle win last night in a shootout. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roddy Ross was pretty good. He made like 47 saves, I think. Portland had 51 shots. So. That's not bad. Uh, it was an interesting game because both got, both teams were playing a lot of young guys. Portland was missing Seth Jarvis, their leading scorer, who got hurt the night before, and a couple other players. Seattle had seven injury injuries, seven guys out for scratches. So they had they had a couple 16-year-olds and a 15-year-old they called up, uh, one of their affiliated players or prospects who can only play a handful of games, uh, Kevin Korczynski. He did he did well, though. So it was a fun game, a good crowd there at the Shower Center. Uh, uh, both teams were in their full colors, which is always a nice look. The red and the blue is a good contrast together, and it's just a great old rivalry. Those teams have gone, been going at it for over 40 years. Uh, uh, it's always fun, uh, Portland-Seattle. The series is now tied at one apiece because Portland won the first game down there a couple weeks ago, 2-1. to one. Mm-hmm. So it's been a good series so far. Cool. And while we're talking about junior hockey, I just want to mention that we had this little Patrick Waugh blow up this past week, which uh, brought back memories of him almost pushing that that piece of glass over on Bruce Boudreaux a few <laughs> years ago during his first uh, first game. A little hot headed. He's a little bit hot headed, but uh, yeah. Do you want do you want to talk about what happened there? Uh, well, his his Quebec Ramparts, which he coaches and owns, I believe. I think he's also yeah. the owner of that team. in the Q QMJHL. Yeah, QMJHL. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were playing the Val Dior something some uh-huh. some French name I can't pronounce. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, the the Quebec uh, Quebec had an overtime goal waved off because the referees uh, ruled that that their player had had interfered with the goalie and he yeah. did kind of make some contact and the goalie was appeared to be injured. Yeah, if you watch the replay, like it's not it's that not a big it's not a questionable big, yeah. of a goalie interference. Yeah, call. I mean he does make contact, knocks his helmet off. Yeah, but. Patrick Waugh got pretty upset. Who's a goalie, and... so you think he'd be on the side of the goalies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the opposing he, team's goalie. He got a little heated. He's at the bench, like on the ice, mm-hmm. and the referee over there, he, he just starts gesturing. He's like leaning over into him. And yeah. I thought he was going to headbutt him at one point, but he's really screaming and yelling at him, and eventually the referee gets, skates backwards for about a foot and then gives him the old, you're out of here. Yeah, the old heave-ho. Yeah. I appreciated that the, the ref did an actual like yeah. baseball <laughs> yeah. umpire, like you're out of here kind of a point <laughs> to make it yeah, clear you know, to ever in attendance that Patrick Waugh was in fact ejected from the game, <laughs> yeah. right? which normally just gets announced by the by the announcer, yeah, yeah. like oh he's been disqualified from the game. Yep. No, this referee made it a point to like take take a little step back on his skates and point out of here. Yep. <laughs> now the video didn't show. I don't know where the benches are there. He just if the benches are behind or the locker rooms are behind the bench. He may have just sauntered off. But 
Yeah. Uh, former Everett Silvertip head coach uh, Kevin Constantine, his last year in Everett, got ejected from a game in Vancouver. Mm. Could have done that. He could have walked out, behind, but he chose to walk across the ice to the other entrance, like the Zamboni entrance. Just to, really, he walked really slowly. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> and awesome. it was his birthday, and after the game, he tweeted out, "Nothing like getting off work early on your birthday." It's hilarious. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you do you think we'll ever see Patrick Waugh back in the NHL? It wasn't there. Wasn't there talk that he was kind of fishing around this summer or looking for a job? I don't know. I, think, I don't think so as a head coach. It didn't I think go it was so well last time. Very well, tumultuous. He, and he left. Quit. Like yeah, he quit. Yeah, like, in like such right a before weird training camp. Summer. Way. Yeah. And like he had that really good first season in Colorado, and and then after that, it was like the team yeah. just completely fell apart. So and they I seem don't to be see better it. off the Avalanche do since he's left. So. Yeah. A side note: <laughs> I noticed that from watching that replay, I was reminded that the the Quebec Ramparts play in that really awesome arena yeah. in Quebec that's just clearly an NHL yep. arena that they've just built hoping for a team to come yep. to Quebec and it's still just being occupied by a It's got to be one of the better junior, junior arenas. You know, the Edmonton Oil Kings play in that Rogers place or Rogers arena. Yeah, but they also have an NHL team playing yeah. there whereas the, the Quebec best, Ramparts yep. are the that's highest the home. level. Yeah, they're the home. Yeah, they're the home team. Playing in that arena, but crazy Pretty stuff. Nice. Anyway, by the way, this episode is going to be a little bit all over the place because we have kind of like some topics to talk about, but they're all just kind of all over the place. So we're going to jump a little bit. The first, I think they're all over the place. The first kind of all over the place topic that I wanted to talk about was this thing that happened in the Canucks game. And Andy, I'm sure you have some insight on this, being that you're uh, a Canucks homer. But <laughs> <laughs> So they're playing against the Avalanche. Matt Calvert takes a puck to the face. Kind of late in the game, there's a power play. The Canucks maintain the, the possession of the puck in the offensive zone. But Calvert is lying in the ice, bleeding, bleeding. on the ice. And the refs let it play out, and of course Vancouver scores. scores to bring the score to. I think it was four to three after they scored mm -hmm. that goal. Um, but people were a little bit upset about this. Nathan McKinnon said after the game, "I can only imagine if that was LeBron James. His head was bleeding, and they let <laughs> the other team take a three-pointer to tie the game. I know it's not the refs' fault; it's the league's rule. But I think you need to look at who's lying on the ice. Well, and there's got to be some discretion when you see blood. Yeah. It's obvious this isn't a guy trying from to get, the head. Yeah, this isn't a guy trying to get a stoppage just because you know he wants to get a stoppage. So I don't know. I, I, there was an interesting. There was a, a game last year where in Columbus was in Winnipeg. There was a similar situation. There wasn't blood, but they actually they did they blew it dead because a guy got hit. When a guy and blocks Tortorella a went nuts. shot, Tortorella went nuts because <laughs> they had the puck and the guy from Winnipeg is like rolling around and he didn't miss a shift. Yeah. You know, you know there was a play like dead. this in the playoffs last year. I don't know if you remember. Actually, no. No, which one was it? It was the Joe Pavelski one. Oh yes, yes, yes. On okay. the faceoff yep. in Game Seven, mm -hmm. literally in a pool of blood. And they let it play out, too. So they clearly haven't changed the rule. I think what makes this one a little bit more uh, touchy Egregious. is they scored. Yeah. Right? Where the Pavelski one, they didn't score, mm -hmm. but it, it was, to me, in my in my eyes, way worse, right? Mm -hmm. Because Pavelski was, yeah, and he was out cold. So I'm okay with the rule change, but, like, I don't know why people get all upset and have to speak to the media, I guess, because they just, they, they ended up winning. Yeah. They ended up. Uh, Vancouver ended up tying it up, and then uh, Colorado ended up. McKinnon, of all people, scored mm. like ten seconds into the overtime. Yep. Mm. Um, but I think they were just all wound up. But I don't, I don't know. Like it seems like everybody's inconsistent about this or what they think about it. Because well, what is was the rule? I think yeah. it's it's because it's in the offensive zone and the other team has. Uh, control the puck, they let it play out? Is that the rule? There, there's got to be some discretion I, I for the I think there refs, could be a right? worry that if if you blow the whistle every time somebody appears to get hurt, mm -hmm. 
that guys might just start flopping around. It's like, oh, I got hit by the puck. I'm hurt. Stop but I play. know, I know for a fact that there's some sort of a thing where, like, if the if the referee is actually concerned about the players' like well being, like it's a it's a serious thing, then they need to blow the whistle no matter which, the situation. Which I think is right because I think in that Winnipeg game that I saw last year, I believe they did blow it, and that's what got Tortorella yeah, hot. Yeah, because they had the puck. otherwise they were in the zone. Yeah. Otherwise, they wait for it to get cleared for yeah. its own then or, or possession to change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, it was it was an interesting thing. I thought uh, you know it does look a little bit bar- barbaric to have a guy lying on the ice with blood while the Canucks are having a hockey <laughs> hug. Not only that, but they're like they're <laughs> passing you know, yeah, the puck that, around. That was the one them. thing. It lasted a long time, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Where the San Jose play, that was like Pretty it was quickly. over within five yeah. ten seconds. So there wasn't even time to like have discretion. Yeah. Also, Matt Calvert needs to stop blocking pucks with his face because do you remember when he was on Columbus? Good, good he, advice. Yeah, but he had that the <laughs> there was a game where he blocked a puck with his face, then came back and he looked like <laughs> That's he had right, he had the bandage been, around his head. Yeah, oh. He looked like he had been fighting in the Civil War, which was ironic because he it was, was on like Columbus, Columbus. Yeah. yeah. And he ended up scoring the winning goal in that game with that big bandage around his head. That so. was hilarious. I didn't even put those two together. That, yeah. That's amazing. So, yet another face block by Matt Calvert, which I guess Eating pucks. good on him, but maybe yeah. you should get your face out of the way. Uh, speaking of guys getting injured in different ways, Sidney Crosby, who, out. who earlier in the year got hit in the head with a puck. That's true, That's by his right. teammate. Separate, separate incident. Yeah, yeah, by his teammate. We discussed it. <laughs> yep. Expected recovery time for uh, surgery on his core muscle is a minimum of six weeks. Wait, wait. Core muscle. I'm not a doctor, but what's the core muscle? Well, No, not the, a core muscle. Or, or not the, the core, muscle. core muscle. The no, core muscle? I thought it was a core muscle. What's the difference? Well, one could be a quad. Uh-huh. The other could be uh, like stomach, right? Yeah. I don't know, but I think it's... Uh, oh, yeah, your stomach it, muscle. Well, sure. but that's for your those core. guys, that's yeah, your that's core, a core. Right? Yeah, Yeah. okay. Well, we need a doctor to... We need Wade to do some in, uh, internet <laughs> research. research. Yeah. 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 yeah, what the core muscle is. Anyway, that's a that's a pretty big loss for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Who are right now in the first wild card spot. Yeah. In the east. They'll be fine. But, but do you know that the backstory on this is Crosby kind of needed the surgery at the beginning of the year, but with so many people out, he chose to delay it because he didn't want to put the team in uh, more of a hole. Yeah, so as they're getting yeah. other people back, he says it's probably time to do this. And yeah. so fascinating. They had Malkin out and they had Galchenyuk, you know, getting bit by spider. That's right. He was out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, okay, our next kind of random topic that we're going to talk about, and we have a couple more of these, so stay with us. And this isn't even our weekly one-timers segment yeah, yet. Don't, like turn it's, the, don't turn the channel. Stay <laughs> it gets with us. way more random. But <laughs> Kale McCarr, who we've talked about a few times, is uh, good at hockey. Yeah, pretty good. So, yeah, so as a rookie defenseman, he has 20 points through 20 games. And actually, I think it's 21 points now. Altitude Sports, which is the the network that carries the Colorado Avalanche, put out a graphic that said it was defensemen to reach 20 points first in the rookie scoring race. So Kale McCarr does it in 20, 20 games. He gets to 20 points. Nicholas Lidstrom, in his Heard of him. rookie season, got it took him 22 games mm-hmm. to score 20 points. That was in 91. Bobby Orr. Heard of him. Heard of him, yeah. Uh, it took him 33 games to score his first 20 points. Did you know Bobby Orr wants to touch my shoulder? No. Was that in an elevator next to, who was the guy that you saw in the Grand elevator Fuhrer. at the time? But Grand no, Fuhrer. no, yeah. it was the NHL draft in, in Florida. I was standing there in, mm-hmm. in the way, and I felt a hand on my shoulder. And? And it was, I turned and it was Bobby Orr saying, excuse me. Ah. And I was like, that was Bobby Orr. So I haven't washed my shoulder since. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, the last one that they show on this graphic, uh, Hap Day. Oh yeah. That it only took him 18 games, but that was in 1924. 
What is so they allowed, were they, were they allowed to pass the puck forward back then? I don't know. I don't know. I, he was probably the rover. He probably wasn't even a defenseman. He's probably the yeah. rover. Uh, but anyway, Kale McCarr, we've talked about him. and uh, The Avalanche are an interesting team, though, because they've, they've lost Ranton and they've lost uh, uh, Landis Cog for a while. They're yeah. out with injuries, but they're hanging in there. They're, they're still, hanging they're in. still in second place. I mean, the... they, have, they have some depth. They're getting some help from their blue line, obviously, with Kale McCarr, who is just silky smooth and incredibly yep. skilled for a very, very young defenseman. And they've, they've so. still got a good uh, goal differential. They're plus 14, which is the best in the rugged or stacked central division. Well, which is it? Rugged or stacked? Yeah, it could be both. Yeah, you, it certainly could be. It <laughs> certainly could be. Uh, okay, our next random topic that we wanted to talk about, Mike Babcock. Oh, whoa! interesting. Weird segue. But what do we think about this? Because suddenly I'm starting to see all these stories and, and tweets and things uh, from the Toronto media and people who follow the Maple Leafs closely saying that he could be on the hot seat. Do we believe that? Even, even for a second, do we believe that? Uh, so I thought if they lost in the first round or did, uh, obviously didn't make the playoffs this year, he would be gone. Okay. That's that's kind of what I thought at the beginning of the year. I didn't think it would be this bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they've had some injuries, but you know how long how long do you give them? It seems it seems like it's kind of a coach's thing. Like there's not that much well bite and there's not that much hard work being done by the team. But honestly, like that team is so covered. I don't know. And right. there's, there's stories out there. I know James Merle is the athletic wrote one, and, and apparently he's not the, the easiest guy to play for. And there's a lot of players who, even going back to Detroit days, there's yeah. a lot of stories out there about the guys playing for him weren't too fond of him as a coach. And so you could be wondering, it's, it could be maybe, there's a lot of talent on that team, but maybe the message isn't isn't one that they're listening to anymore. Or they're well, and I've heard that too. With. If you ever listen to the Spit and Chicklets podcast, uh, Com- uh, Mike Commodore, is that his name? Mm-hmm. He absolutely hates Mike Babcock's guts like just <laughs> yeah. despises you hear him. those little stories out yeah. there about him I, I feel like mike babcock is very well respected as a coach at least from the outside looking in but also like this team does seem pretty stacked right and they've now only won they're stacked or rugged they're stacked they're definitely not rugged <laughs> that's true i would argue they're in fact quite soft especially <laughs> yeah. after they traded away nazim kadri but uh you know they have one regulation win now in their last nine games and as myrtle mentions in that story he only they only also have two in their last 15 and they've had some losses lately that have just been hideous have you heard about penguins just skated them out of the rink the other night have you have you read much about their their second game in back-to-back and how they're using their backup goalie no oh yeah there's some yeah i've I've, Uh, I've not read it but i i don't know like i'm kind of remembering what i've heard so don't don't think this is the this is the gospel. Take it with a grain of salt. He's basically putting the the backup goalie in the second game of, of a, a back to back, which kind of makes sense. But I think there's a there's a trend to to mix it up with mm-hmm. putting the starter in the second game, so they have more of a uh, a chance in the second game yeah. as well. It used to always depend on the opponent. Like you might give the backup the easier, yeah, so the but, quote unquote easier game. So, so they're, when they're playing the wild, yeah. then you, <laughs> yeah. you so call there's, up a guy. There's <laughs> there's. Uh, so there is some question about that, is how he's handling the backup goalie, because um, they they sent Hutchison down and tried some mm-hmm. other guy, and I don't know, it looks I, a little I, dicey. I think everyone in Toronto was always on the hot seat, just based on the media pressure there. <laughs> so I mean, but, but oh, but they they've given him such a not a long leash, but they they're so optimistic yes. about him oh, yeah. and Shanahan, and, because and, he had the pedigree yeah. he'd won yeah. before. I've never been justifiably a big, too, right? Yeah, but yeah. I've never been a big fan of him. I, just something that always just rubbed me the wrong way about him, and because he was in Spokane. No, yeah, I know he was in Spokane, but not, that's not why. But he acts I, like his uh, his doo doo doesn't stink. Yeah, that's part of that. But I know there was a local person here in the media that wrote an article before the season about guys to watch for the potential 2021 
crap weasels and somebody said keep an eye on Backcock. he could be a good coach for the first year and i just want to say no it's a dumb idea i oh. hate that i hate every bit of that why because i don't like the guy I don't, and no, look what's I happening now in, I in toronto want, i don't think he's and you keep hearing how he's not a no. player's coach he's not you know i don't, I don't think that's a good no. a good mix for an expansion team i don't like it fair I, enough i agree with andy there fair enough so one last note on the leafs before we move on from that <laughs> uh team that we talk about more than I want to. <laughs> Austin Matthews, remember he had that whole thing, right? Oh, yeah, where yeah. he was kind of in trouble for yep. uh, pulling his pants down and Harassing scaring the security guard at his condo complex. So he has settled out of court, which basically means that he's it's blowing over, right? He's yep. he's kind of off the hook. Uh, you wonder what what was the deal, but sure enough, it, it kind of just gets swept under the rug, which is which is what we all kind of predicted would happen, but. Um, John, I remember you when we talked about it the first time. You were like, "This is not a good look," and still is not a good look. But it gets yeah, it's out there. But it does the seem to have gone under the radar a little it, bit since. Yeah. Well, I, there's been some other news in Canada lately that I think's distracted people. But mm. um, but uh, I think was it the the election? The election? The election? The election? Yeah, this is uh, not a Canadian politics it, show. It's first. out there. It's already out there. It wasn't a great look, and um, for one, I think it was a, the, he surprised the team with it. Uh, which didn't go over really well. So I think that might have cost him his captaincy to be a captain of the team. But either way, it's it's over. It's out there, and hopefully he has learned from it. I'm not sure he has, but hopefully he has. One more Leafs note. Okay. No, no, that was going to be our last this Leafs note. I'm, I'm adding one. And uh, adding another Leafs note. Uh, as, uh, as they, as, as, uh, John Tavares returned to Long Island again last okay. week. And again, lost. They're, since, since shunning the New York Islanders, he's 0-3 against them. He did score a goal, though. He did. Yeah. At the end. You know what? We're gonna Token. start. You know what we're gonna start calling uh, notes about the Leafs. Just like random things like this. What? Loose Leafs. No, we're not. Okay. No, we're not. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, leaflets. <laughs> oh, leaflets. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Falling leaves. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> Vegas has uh, upped its team puppy game. I thought about making this uh, a get off my lawn. I won't. I won't because I'm not that upset about it because it is kind Darren, of Darren, we all know Darren hates puppies. I, well, I hate team puppies. I don't know if this is a puppy, though. Look at a big dog. It's not really a team puppy. It's a large, <laughs> large canine uh, going across the ice with wearing a, with a, a jersey. Uh-huh, wearing a jersey and holding a hockey stick in his mouth. And he has very ice adorable <laughs> ice skates on his front paws. And he's skating, basically. Uh, pushing, his, pushing with his back legs. I think you could probably have literally any dog do this because the... You front just put paws. anything on their paws yes. yeah. that look like skates. Yeah. The front paws skates. are stationary. They're skates, but they have two blades yeah. that are very far apart from each other. Very wide, double-bladed skates. So, I mean, listen, I'm not a dog. I don't know how hard it is, but it doesn't look like it's all that hard to <laughs> it's me. It's so Vegas for them to go over the top on, yeah. on the yeah. puppy thing. Of course. But I, I like it because it just brings us one step closer to dog hockey. Oh, God. Which I'm a fan of. <laughs> because the like the puppy Super Bowl isn't enough yeah, for so you. Yeah, so that will have a puppy Stanley Cup. Okay. The pup cup. Yeah. Puppy cup. Falling leaves. Stanley puppy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're not inventing segments on the fly, guys. Speaking our, of segments. Our new segment, Inventing Segments. Speaking of segments, it's time to get into our segments. And our first segment is everyone's Why favorite. Why is always our first segment? segment? I don't like how he says everyone's. <laughs> Goalie Corner! <laughs> first one yeah it's um, weird how that happens our goalie gear corner this week comes from goalie gear nerd at goalie gear nerd uh i don't know who this guy is but i think he might be finnish 
possibly. It's some guy that uh, basically has a perfect replica of like Grant Fears setup from the I think it was oh, from yeah. like the 80s, right? I like that blogger. Yeah, not too bad. It it's got like a the domino. the holes going through like the, you know, through the leather. Yeah, looks like a stuff. domino. Yeah. I like it. I don't know. I mean, there, there's really nothing all that special about it. Like if you if you see uh, Grant Fears setup from when he was with the Oilers back in the 80s, then you've definitely seen this setup. But I think it's pretty cool. This guy had the exact Grant and Grant Fear liked it. He he mentioned uh, love it. They are awesome. He said that on Twitter. So even he approves and says that it's pretty good setup. I don't know. This is a kind of a weak goalie gear corner. I'm realizing as I'm saying it, but um, <laughs> but I did also want to note the uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Your Vancouver Canucks finally did their flying skate thing that I feel like they've been teasing for years now, and they looked pretty awesome. It's it's my favorite look they've had mm-hmm. of all their looks. And the goalies had uh, equipment to match. So and you, you know, I, I looked at Mark or uh, Demko's pads. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, you know who Thatcher Demko? He wore some Brian's. Yeah, some Brian's, Brian's? pads. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice Brian's. Some Brian's flying skate. My they were cool though. It's, 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 it says Vancouver down yeah, the yeah. down the outer rolls, it and it's nice. got like. The, the black and is it red or orange? They're red. It's kind of orange. Like red a burnt and orange yellow. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Orange and Ready? yellow. I don't know. I'm colorblind, so you're uh-huh. asking the wrong person. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. then why do you care at all about how the uniforms look? I, st- I see in color. I just okay. can't tell you what it is. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, I've never really understood how color blindness works. So yeah, that's, always... that's how it works. You see in color, you just can't differentiate hey. a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, red, blue? I, uh, red, blue, I'm okay. Like red, red, uh, green, red, I have a Oh, green, green, red. brown, I can't tell apart at all. Purple, blue, I can't tell apart at all. Green, red. Huh. It usually depends on the, the hue. So I've got a funny story about red, green, colorblindness in hockey. Okay. Can I tell it? Yeah, please do. Story time. With so you. my... Wait, my, this wraps up Goalie Gear Corner. Okay, right. sorry. My beer league team is green. And then uh, there's another team in our division that wears red. And they just have a red jersey. We have a white and a green. Oh, see. Yeah. But you know where I'm going here. Over left but and right. <laughs> we had, we had a, a guy on our team that was red, green, colorblindness. Yeah. And one time we're like, okay, we're the... We're the away team. We want to wear the greens. Should we wear the greens? And people are like, yeah. And then Rick's like, uh, I'm kind of red, green, colorblind, but it'll be fine, blah, blah, blah. He but he's a defenseman, and he set up the, the best pass. He was, like, down low in the defensive zone on the boards, <laughs> and he sent it to the slot right to another player because he thought it was Other one idea. of them. Yeah. <laughs> did they score? No, they did not oh, okay. score, but I'm like, okay, we're never doing that again. So. <laughs> it, yeah, that, I would have struggled with that. Remember a couple of years ago, the NFL, they, the Jets and the Yeah, Bills. on the rush, the NFL yeah, rush. So the Jets and the Bills played a game where they were full colors. I could not tell the teams apart watching mm. on TV. There was a, it blew my mind. I watched it for like 10 minutes. I'm like, this is so bizarre. Like, there, there was a YouTube video was of a fumble in that game, uh-huh. and it was bouncing around I, all yes, crazy, I've and people that. had no idea. I like, couldn't tell what was they're going like, on. They are like, this is what red, red green, colorblind see, and yep. it was like it. It was like 30 people trying to get a football. That's what it looked <laughs> all like. All wearing the same jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing that people were upset about it, and I was just like, okay. I was like, not upset let's about it. All, I it was no, funny. But it, let's all chill here. But It's I, discrimination here. Well, no, but it actually impacts 15% of, of men in the U.S. Wow. or whatever. Wow. Yeah, it's actually huh. quite a high percentage, and that's like that's a large percentage. So any hockey team's probably got one on the team. So hmm. to tie this to NHL Seattle, they should think about that when they're designing their colors. See how I wrap that all up? Yeah, I guess. Great point. Yeah, <laughs> leaflets. Leaflets. <laughs> We're gonna move on to you don't see that every day. We have actually a couple of these. No, our our first you don't see that every day comes from the Ontario Hockey League, the OHL, 
where something a little bit unique happened uh, just today. We're recording on Sunday. Something happened uh, that's a little bit unusual. John, what did we see happen there? The Hamilton Bulldogs and the Subbury Wolves played a just your average 11 to 10 game. Yeah. 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 Overtime. Sounds yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Uh, 11 <laughs> to 10. Uh, a couple things out of that, though, is uh, for Hamilton, there's a guy that plays on the team. Um, his name's Arthur Kaliev, and he was a second rounder for the Kings this year. He is tearing up the OHL. Um, he is, I think, either first or second in points in the OHL. And then on Subbury Wolves, they have Quinton Byfield, who's generally considered to go top three this year in the next draft. And he's one or two in scoring in the OHL. So it was basically the top two scores. Subbury had nine different goal scores. Wow. For, their, for the team where Hamilton had five. So, anyway, you don't see that every day. One of the two teams scored eight goals in the second period, too. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I, I will it's say... It's a tough period for the netminder. As a junior hockey fan, that that's one of the one of the fun things about junior hockey, major junior hockey, is you see crazy games like this that you may not see in the NHL because they're kids and they're not quite as sharp as the NHL players. And it wasn't you like excessive... You see eight goals in a it game. It wasn't like excessive and, penalty minutes and, like, power plays yeah, and stuff just, like that. It was just... Bad goaltending. Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Unacceptable. Notice how John didn't list off who these goalies were drafted by. Just when last week, (laughs) last week, I thought that you had started to turn the corner and finally understand. I felt bad for Jacob Markstrom's 3-on-0. 3-on-0. That was bad. Finally felt like you're coming over to the light side (laughs) from the dark side. And we go right back down into the abyss there. How disappointing. It it, it had to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our other you don't see that every day comes from, I was waiting for the whistle. <laughs> uh, comes from, comes from college hockey. So Denver University's Josh Rieger, he's a junior defenseman, doesn't play all the time apparently. He's had 26 career games. So obviously like in his third season, you imagine he sat out quite a few games. So he was supposed to be sitting out this game against North Dakota there at home. So him and the other guy that were scratched went to get uh, dinner. So Josh Rieger had put down about a pound of chicken wings and his phone rings and says, hey, so-and-so can't play. He's got the flu, so we need you to suit up. Where are you? Like, assuming that he's in the building. He's like, oh, I'm at dinner. I just like, hit a pound of chicken yeah, wings. Yeah, like 10 minutes away, and he just put down a pound of chicken wings. So uh, so he literally he gets an Uber and, like, like sprints into the arena, throws his equipment on, hustles out onto the ice with, like, two minutes left in warm-ups, and then he scores his first career goal in the game, that, which wow. is amazing, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Right. Like, so now you have to wonder like, well, maybe the right thing is to eat a pound of chicken wings <laughs> before every game. Cause the guy had never scored. Before I want to know though, how, that, how his stomach was feeling though. Halfway through that game. Probably, Probably not great. I would imagine. <laughs> I mean, even uh, if you're not playing hockey after eating a pound of chicken wings, like, was, yeah, he, was he going like uh, high spicy Buffalo sauce? They're young. They can probably handle their yeah. stomachs are made yeah, of steel. Yeah. At least, that's that's least for true. a couple more years. Although I, does, does steel, like, is that really, I feel like that would react poorly as well with, chicken wings but i don't know prove it anyway uh you don't see that every day that a guy eats a pound of chicken wings and then goes out and scores a goal in first career college he may do that before we go now he might you never know uh we also have a couple of bad boys so our first bad boys darcy kemper netminder for the arizona coyotes gets into it a little bit with matthew kachuk this was uh this was a hell of a little dust up here so matthew kachuk a brouhaha if you will so Matthew Kachuk pokes, I think it was Some uh, anger hugs. Demers, right? Jason, Jason Demers, Demers. Was, yeah. who I think was down on the ice with an injury. Kind of totally, I don't know if he was injured. He got no, up no, pretty no, quickly. No, he got a cross-check from behind from somebody else earlier yeah. in the play. Okay. okay. 
and he was down, and then the, that guy started cross-checking him again. Oh, then down. Then Kachuk kind of started giving like, him the business. Started, too. like, poking, like, poking him, him while yeah. he was down. Which I don't know why they were doing that, other than maybe they thought he was, like, faking it. Well, he did, he, if you watch the video, he does pop up pretty quickly. Uh-huh. So maybe he was faking. Maybe, so maybe they're right. maybe what they were implying. So Darcy Kemper doesn't like it though. He skates yep. out of his goal crease, grabs Kachuk around the around the neck, and like suplexes him down to the ice. <laughs> pretty pretty forcefully. Yeah, ends up with his mask off, and they're like ready to go. Like Kachuk and Darcy Kemper yeah, are ready to have up. a full on fight. Kemper can't get his gloves off. Then David Riddick from the Flames comes flying in from the other end and basically does nothing. He yeah, just like he skates, skates in and he just kind of like on somebody's head. I think veers into yeah. the corner, doesn't actually get involved, but but yeah. does actually skate from one end of the ice to the other as if he's going to get involved. So. He should have been tossed. He should have been tossed for crossing, for crossing the blue line. Yeah. I think. Listen, goalies are allowed to do whatever they want to do. There's no rule. <laughs> my, my one complaint about all this is on Twitter. I saw, oh, goalie fight, goalie fight. I'm like, right on. We haven't had a goalie fight in a long time. But yeah. I don't know if that really counts as a goalie no, fight. No, no. Goal, it was a goalie involved in a, a dust up. discussion. It, was it wasn't a even modern. Like a it was what fight. we call a modern. It was a goalie, modern fight. A goalie uh-huh. Modern hockey fight. Yeah. A goalie skate down yeah. the ice. New time hockey. I loved it, though. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's usually when those goalie fights start, though, is when one goalie gets involved in a scrum because the other goalie sees that. And now, the, now there's more guys involved on the other gotta, team so he wants to go down and even yeah. it up but, that's but then it usually ends up being goalie against goalie yes. this one was goalie against Matthew Kachuk but yeah. then nothing really you don't see that too much yeah just broken up so oh are you are you indicating that that's you don't see that every yeah, day because like, I have I, this I, under, no, I, I purposely didn't say that I, purposely I have this under bad boys so okay you see it occasionally <laughs> new segment you oh you see that occasionally <laughs> Uh, no, no, we're not doing that one either. Our, our other right bad boys, Oscar Sun- Sundquist of the St. Louis Blues. You love saying Sundquist. Sundquist. <laughs> Oscar Sundquist uh, runs over John Gibson of the Anaheim Ducks. Gets a little fine, little little slap on the wrist, so no big deal there. But he did nail him pretty good behind the net. He, he kind of got him up high and everything, and it seemed pretty oh, unnecessary to me. He shouldn't be playing uh, the puck. God. <laughs> I hate if a D-man's back there, he can get hit. Like, what's the, what's the deal? What is the rule, though, right? Like, like, you can't hit the goalie. I don't think no, you hit him. But there's a point where... There's I don't a, think they're ever fair game. Like, if he's, like, skating out, like, to the blue line, where it's above the dots is when they can't handle the puck. Is that right? Uh, mm. I don't know. I saw... Like, what if he game. starts puck handling and someone's like, okay... You can't... Well... I once saw Marty Turco go out to the face-off circle to play a puck, and a guy from Vancouver ran him hard because he yeah. had a puck. And they called it, they called it mm-hmm. goalie interference. Yeah, see, I don't think he can hit him, even if he has the puck. You chuck him into the boards like you would any like you're on. Like I'm not, I'm not saying Sunquist tried to avoid him, but you could see he was going to try to slip past him. I think that's the rules. You have to be making an effort to avoid the goal. But there was like not that much effort to avoid him. For those like (laughs) he's basically like the way. Sure, like there might be a spot in there, so I'm just going to keep charging. And then like, oh, he didn't get out of the way. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Are you indicating that it's Gibson's fault? No. Yeah. No. I am. Good. I am. Good. You better not be. Uh, all right. We now move on to our weekly one-timers. Whoopsh. Our first weekly one-timer. Whoopsh. Adam Werner, the third string goalie for the Colorado Avalanche, gets thrown into the fire uh, very early on in the game. And what happens, John? So, yeah. Uh, Pavel Francouz was a was starting goalie for Colorado. He gets run by somebody on Winnipeg, gets knocked out. Was he outside the crease? He, he was, like, standing directly <laughs> in the crease. <laughs> and so he gets knocked out, taken out of the game. And then Adam Werner, again, first first NHL game, gets thrown in there. 
This is 30 seconds 30, in. 30 seconds in and, you know, hadn't played an NHL game, hadn't been with the club all, all season. Doesn't allow a goal the rest of the way. Now, you could call that a shutout, but the league doesn't recognize it as a shutout they because he didn't play the whole is. game. So That sucks. Anyway, he made 40 saves. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good cheap. way to make your, your NHL debut, though. So, uh, and I'm sure the team is pretty stoked about that. Yeah. yeah, so I did some digging on this because I know their starters, Philip Grubar. Grubar has been out now for four games, I believe it is. Uh, so Werner is in there. You got, uh, Antoine Bebo serving as a backup and, uh, and then Pavel Francus, who you mentioned, uh, is out long-term now is what they're saying. Because of that hit? With, with a a head injury. So, yeah, yeah, so there you go. So we might be seeing a little bit more of Adam Werner here in the cup in the coming days for Colorado. Uh, interesting stuff there. I mean, a team that's already dealing with a lot of injuries to have a goalie situation. So, uh, our next weekly one timer. The Chicago Blackhawks have won their first game ever against the Vi- the Vegas Golden Knights. So it took them three years. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty big drought. Nuts, Ends long yeah. drought. I actually watched this game. <laughs> yeah, and they play three or four times a year. So yeah. uh, it was an interesting yeah. game. Vegas went up two nothing, and then Chicago scored the rest of the goals. Hmm. There you go. Uh, Chicago, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw this one, but uh, Pekarine Pekarine had. <laughs> had shut out Chicago earlier in the season, I believe it was. And he said something like, yeah, it was, it was a crazy game. It was like the, the easiest shutout I've ever had because our team just kept, kept going and going. And so Chicago apparently used that as quote unquote bulletin board material uh-huh. and ran up the score on Rene and he got pulled. So then Chicago was like yelling at him as he went off the ice. So <laughs> good stuff there. But Be careful what you say, kids. Exactly. Uh, our next weekly one timer. Roberto Luongo, Andy's old friend uh, and is it, is pal. It, is it just me or we've had a lot of, a lot of goalie talk mentioned I, on this episode? This isn't yeah. all What's me. What's going on here? This isn't all me. <laughs> <laughs> he's officially. I do, I do love some Roberto Luongo, though. Yeah, he's officially back in the fold with the Florida Panthers. What's he doing? He's joining the office to be a special advisor to the GM, Dale Talon. Fascinating. You know, what, you know what kind of disappoints me about this a little bit, though? Did you say friend of the pod? Almost, is that what you're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> sort of a, like, he's sort of a friend of the pod. We like he's appeared on the pod. saw him in a media scrum at the draft yeah. and like used Asked a the question. audio yeah. clip. Yeah. Yeah. So This is great for Roberto Luongo. I'm glad he's in hockey, but I would prefer him to be somewhere in front of the media or somewhere where we can enjoy his personality more. more. Yeah, more like, like marketing a, yeah, focused. Like yeah, on TV I agree. or something. I agree. He's a funny guy. Hopefully they let him give some free reign into that stuff. Yeah, hopefully it does a shutter as Twitter. Twitter account because yeah. it's a great follow. I, well, I mean, he tweets like once a month. I know, but it's pretty funny. But they're does. great. They're very <laughs> well thought out. He's <laughs> yeah. a quality over quantity guy. Yeah. The shooting percentage is top notch. <laughs> Our next weekly one-timer. Whoopsh. Jerry York. We mentioned him last week as being one of the guys that was getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. We screwed this up because if you recall, we were talking about Jerry York as the coach of the BU Terriers. That's incorrect. He's actually oh. the coach of the Boston College Eagles. Ooh, so if man. they're yeah, so if there were Boston College hockey fans Screaming out there, your, I bet oh. they were very very upset that we had Jerry York coaching the wrong Boston hockey team. But anyway, so Jerry York could have attended the Hall of Fame game, which was John's game on the radar last week, but instead and he And that just, was the ring ceremony and some other stuff with that on but Friday. The, yeah. Yeah. The Monday was the actual yeah not the actual induction it was the game so jerry i do i believe he went to the actual induction and i saw him behind the bench at like their charity game or whatever that they had going tonight but but so he opted to go ahead and and coach the games for bc uh this past weekend which they they got a sweep out of it so they won both games but 
making it most more impressive, he coached the games with an eye patch because he's apparently had multiple eye surgeries this year. So what a guy, right? He's he's a, been around forever did, and ever and ever, one of the winniest coaches ever, and he decides not to go to the thing where they're gonna like honor him and and make a big deal out of him at the NHL level. No, I'm gonna go coach yeah. these these college hockey games. Ass. This well, is what I do. This is my. Are you gonna life. bring up Steve Simmons? Is that what yeah, you're about to bring exactly up? Exactly. I'm gonna <laughs> I was gonna up. do that too. So Steve Simmons. <laughs> Said he was an idiot. Notorious idiot. <laughs> kind of went after him, said he should have declined his nomination. To and called the, him an idiot. The, the he said it was idiotic not to go to the game. No. That is completely well, BS. And what's nice is there was lots of people that defended him. And Including said, friend of the pod, Ray Ferraro. They got right. into a big, long Twitter fight. If you yeah. enjoy a good Twitter fight, it was a good one. Steve Simmons likes to tweet things just to get reaction and yes. probably gets people reading stuff just to get them all riled up. So. He's I try not to give him too much attention, um, but this one, he was way off base. Our final weekly one-timer. Perhaps we should have included this in our WHL update, but Peyton Krebs is back in the WHL. Andy, Peyton what can you Krebs, tell us about that? Uh, Peyton Krebs was uh, Vegas' first-round draft pick, and if you recall, he was hurt. Remember at the draft, he had a little scooter? Yeah. yeah. I, think he, <laughs> I think he tore his Achilles, yeah, right? It was, yeah, yeah, it was a bad one. So he, he'd been rehabbing, and he was just over the weekend returned to the – Winnipeg Ice by the Vegas Golden Knights, and he's back. He played while we're recording this. He played tonight in Portland's first game. Um, probably this probably won't be out in time for you to see him here locally because he'll be in Kent Tuesday to play the Thunderbirds. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you missed it. But it was great. <laughs> it was great. Oh, he was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Dominating. He was all over the ice. He was great. Would you say it was incredible? Uh, no, I would not. Say no, that. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say it either. I wouldn't say it either. We close out the show with our games on the radar. My game on the radar, I'm going to go first this time. My game on the radar is Thursday, November 21st, San Jose. Oh, I heard of him. Who kind of stinks, but yeah, that's okay. Heard of him. At Vegas Golden Knights. Is that Fenucia? Fenucia. But San Jose, Vegas is much washed. Correct. That's much why I picked it. Nowadays. That's why I picked it. So 7 they're p.m. Both kinda, they're both kind of underachieving. Uh-huh. 7 p.m. Pacific time. It's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So even if you don't have NHL.TV, if you pay that $5 a month for ESPN+, Plus, you'll be able to watch the game. Are we, is, are we getting paid for that? Are John, we... you're making a you're making a face. Yeah, I don't know uh, if you should go after San Jose after they've won six in a row, oh. and at the time they had a better record than Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. okay. okay, whatever. <laughs> what else you got? What I else guess, you got? I guess you know your hockey. What else? You... Oh, okay. Uh, oh, wow, <laughs> that was messed up. I I just was waiting for you guys to bring up that San Jose won six in a row, and, mm-hmm. and since you didn't, I'm going to bring it up. Okay, wow. uh, Way to go, yeah. John. Really put so, me in my place there. I'm gonna <laughs> put you in the locker. Mm, yeah. we, have get, we have to get Wade to separate you guys. Yeah, so um, let me out, please. So my game on the radar is Saturday, uh, the 23rd. When was the last time you heard this? The Panthers at Hurricanes are the game on my radar. Ooh, so yeah. 4 p.m. It's actually the free game on the app, so you can watch it on Game Set or the NHL TV app. Um, just check it out because I've been starting to watch Florida a little bit more, and that top line with Barkov, Huberdo. Uh, it, they're flying around. They look pretty good. Is that original six Panthers against Hurricanes? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Six. Totally goes Andy? way back. There's, there's a lot of grainy black and white footage of those guys playing. Andy, original. What do you got? <laughs> I on Friday, the 22nd of November, uh-huh. at 4:30 p.m. local time. Yeah, not okay. a free game on ESPN Plus okay. or Disney Plus or whatever else there is. Plus. Okay. Disney Plus. Um, this is a barn burner of fairly bad to mediocre hockey. Okay, oh. the Rangers. You doing this the, one again? The Rangers of New York. You're at, doing this. At, the Ottawa Senators. Why are you doing this? Why do you do this? Yeah, why, it's on why? the radar. 
Uh, this this involves our tater tots. This is like him subtly boycotting this segment. No, I you know, know what it right? is? Is like I told you, I'll, I'll to pull the curtain back. I totally forgot about Games of the Radar until like two seconds ago, and so that was the first game that jumped out. And that was the one that, that jumped one, out. That yeah, one. just because to be, I thought it was funny. Yeah, you've done Rangers, that. You've Senators, done that again. Kako against Akacha. Well, actually, Kako's playing a lot better. Yeah, uh, yeah. So is Jack Hughes. And remember when you were making sure that everyone knew that uh, Evolving Wild had them as had <laughs> him as the worst player in the whole league? Point, yeah. Like, I think he's improved a lot. Yep. He started to score. He's doing. But we better, talked about so. that how they were both bad. Him and Hughes were both bad at the start, but that we felt we all thought they were going to eventually yeah. kind of figure it out. So sure enough, they're starting to figure it yep. out. And who knew they were actually ultra talented? Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <I know. laughs> Weird. That wraps up episode sixty-one. Uh, thank you very much again to Jess Caps for that great review. Thank you all for subscribing. We hope to uh, talk to you all very soon for episode 62. Cheers. Cheers.